And we're live. Episode 16 of the Fresh Towels podcast. Live on tape here in New York City. Back from a Florida weekend. People take tanning a little too seriously down there. I was sitting next to the pool. I was next to a woman. She looked like a leather satchel. <laughs> She's been tanning since the Reagan administration. It's incredible. I, I got a little bit of sun this weekend, and I was I learned my lesson because I got sunburned the weekend before. I'm like, I'm not going to do the same mistake twice. So I got some scream, some scream, sunscreen. I thought uh, that was like a brand name. Some scream. Like I couldn't make it. When you get burned, some scream. Some scream. Some tan. But some get a great tan. And today, well, I don't know. Where do you stand on spray versus lotion on sunscreen? I like a good, my process is usually lotion first, spray to no, as see, you go. No one does this. No one does that. What are you talking about? Do you bring multiple types? You're either a lotion or a spray person. No one's layering the sunscreen. Well, I get because I spend a lot of time like at the at the lake and shit. So like I I always there's like always some stuff around. So usually I'll do. You're just you're just taking whatever's available. No, I take I start with a, I like to start with a base coat, and then at, like an hour goes by, I hit me with the spray. <laughs> a base coat. You're not a Pontiac. I am. <laughs> I also look at this. I I have Keels. Uh, Keels, Keels is nice. face. This is this is the only shit I like to put on my face. Some people I could see doing multiple different types of things for face versus body. I love a good Neutrogena face specific uh, sunscreen. There was and, a, this, and my Keels now. There was a hype craze for kids sunscreen that mm -hmm. I think they it integrated into adult sunscreen. For the spray. Basically, we went generations of people spraying their sunscreen. You'd be like, did I get that spot? Right. Did I get that spot? You never know. Mm -hmm. And then there was this technology that was like you spray on, it would come out like neon blue. Right. You'd look not sweet <laughs> for a little bit, and then it would go transparent. Yeah. But they did it with the kids ones first. Then I th they started doing it with some of the adult ones. I haven't seen that in a while. I have an, an invention that I tried to patent. And obviously, I'm just an, an idiot, so I never was able to do it. For sunscreen? Yeah. Individual, uh, single-person sunscreen application. So it's basically like— Just you, enough for one day? No, it's the, it's the application process. So, you know, like a Neutrogena, like, towelette or something, like a cool— Right. A, a really long one. Okay. Like, maybe three feet. Like a body wipe? Covered in—but maybe, like, you know, five inches tall. Not, not super long. Four okay. inches. Covered in sunscreen, you pull it out of the package, <laughs> because then this doesn't sound like it. No, will work. listen to me. You put it. You know, like when you dry your back off with the towel. Yes. You do the same thing with this. You go all the way down your back, and then down your back, your legs, and then you use the rest of it. You just wipe it all over. This way, you can get your back. I can't imagine what this towelette will look like, though. It looks it's like a regular towelette. You just take it out a slimy. What, what is any thing? towelette that's pre pre moisture? But that has. Something? But that's alcohol that's in those moist helloets so it's like a liquid alcohol yeah, you can't put it out. a thick viscous Buddy, you sunscreen you chemistry it your biology <laughs> your physics five it. foot portable i just don't where would the why would that be easier than just having a bottle in your bag you can you can get your bag by yourself i see what you mean so the there application is more so that you can for the for the individual when there's one person or when you're a big hairy oaf like me and there's nobody around that none of your boys want to do your back for you now I don't have to get, you know, melanoma 
because I have this beautiful. It's invention. all about the shoulders, though. You got to hit the shoulders. If you but get the how shoulders are you right, your shoulders right. If when you're by yourself, I feel like your arm is just long enough to hit the depth of the shoulders that gets hit the worst. Not my no one own. ever. Had, when was the last time you had someone who was like, "Oh my god, my lower back got burnt." No one. I don't know, man. Doesn't happen. <laughs> It's all about the shoulders because your your shoulders are like little buoys in the water. They're bopping around. You don't realize that the UVs are coming in from all angles. Do you, do you, are you under the impression that people only get burnt in the water? No, but that amplifies it for sure. Sure. But no one's getting lower back burned. Oh, I almost choked. Here's another idea. What, what about at this? The, at the, you just came on my side. Now you're now you're. No, this. I'm not coming on your side. I'm I'm reinventing your invention. So here's another idea. And this would be not a portable product, but you sell this to resorts. What if there was a system, a back system, where like you stand there is. on a machine and it just sprays your back? It already exists. So what? Isn't that the solution then? Well, yeah, but if you're at that resort, they have a thing where it's like a, it's like a tanning. What's it called? It's like a spray tanning booth where you go into this like round thing and you That's put your great. arms up and it sprays all around. That's great. Where? How is that portable? That should be on Travago. It should say. The room is this size, it? it's cost as much, and we have a back tanner. <laughs> you can go right into the back tanning unit. <laughs> I want to have a little baggie of these five foot. <laughs> Dude, no one's, where are you going to stuff a five foot towel? Okay, it's going about... to take the entire, your entire luggage is going to be these back towels. <laughs> if you go to Hawaii for two weeks, you're going to have to bring an extra carry on. Buy them when you're there. Who says you can only buy them in your town? You buy them when you're there. That's much cheaper dude, and easier. A five than a foot tanning. towel is huge, dude. Who says it's gonna be five feet? It could be. You said five I feet. I did not. I said five inches wide, and I said about maybe two or three feet long, just <laughs> enough to get behind you, so you can like this. Shuka 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 shuka. Shimmy down your back. From, yeah, there it, it is. Sounds... That's what it's called. The shimmy, shimmy down the, the shimmy. shimmy. The shimmy shower. Shimmy. Shimmy shine, and I'm thinking it's not like viscous cream because when you do this air spray, it's not creamy. It's like a, it's like liquid. It's like this. It's like a clear liquid when you spray it on. So why not use that same technology minus the the the? Uh, it's an aerosol though. You the, can't minus get... the aerosol. That, that, that's the whole point. No, the, I'm saying, but what's inside that it's spraying on you is not a cream. No, but the whole thing about the aerosol is that it sprays out. I have a feeling that I am not pitching the shark right now properly. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I feel like on Shark Tank. You don't get it. Yeah. I, if I Mark Cuban you right now, I'm going to be like, no one's traveling with a five-foot fucking toilet. I'll tell you right now, toilet. If, if I had it and you could see it and I and I vi did it visually, I think every shark would be like, how has no one done this before? How much do you need? I'll give you more. Really? Yeah, I think so. It's the back shimmy. Are you pitching it that you, that you can use this towel on all parts of your body yeah, too? Yeah, so it... then you just get your back, and uh -huh. then you have all this, and then you, you get it all over your face, your arms. But I feel like your you back reach. takes up a lot of real estate. You're saying that there's yeah. going to be enough lotion on yeah, there to buddy. hit your face after? Absolutely. What happens if your little back hairs get on the towelette? Now you're rubbing that on your face? What's your back Maybe hair? there's two towelettes inside the thing. You got a back oh, shimmy. I think it's a whole pack of like 30 towelettes, I think. It could be a thin material. I don't know if this technology can be done. All right. Well. You never even gave me a preference if you like the lotion or you like the spray. You're going off about the, you. your inventions. I told you. Well, you do layers. I lotion, then I spray. That's a non-answer. I asked you what your preference is. I'm saying even if you do multiple layers, what is what is the better of the two? I like the spray because I don't like lotion all over my hands. Very true. I don't like having lotion-y, and then I got to go wash my hands. The lotion on your hands is, a, is definitely Ooh. a downside. But I will say I love a smell of a lotion later in the day. Oh, yeah. A little I beach, love that smell. A little, sun, a little coconut. And, mm. Oh, what is that, a palm frond on my shoulders? <laughs> I love the smell of the pool. 
That's why I think that one of the greatest Seinfeld episodes. It smells it's great. like the beach. It smells Calvin like the Klein beach. stole it. It's a great smell. I love the it. pool. I love a chlorine, sunscreen, sun kiss smell. Especially it, the first sunscreen of the year you smell, that first uh, coconut sunscreen. It's you're great. like, oh, summer's here, it's baby. Great. I feel the same way about a sunflower seed when we play softball. When I crack open the first bag of sunflower seeds of the season, I'm like, let the addiction begin. I love sunflower seeds. Big, big sunflower. Big time. Guy. And there is something about being outside, eating a sunflower seed, and you combine putting a little sunscreen on too, two of my favorite things. Right there, sunflower seeds and sunscreen smell. See if you got to use you got to use your hands to lotion, and you go you go go seeds. You're eating sun you're eating sunscreen. Yeah, there could be worse things to eat though. I don't know, man. Seems pretty toxic. Yeah, not good. No. I don't I don't re- recommend it. I don't put on lotion by the way, and then think it's healthy for me. You don't think, think sunscreen's healthy for you? No, I think if I just put sunscreen on like in the winter, it would be it's bad for your skin. I don't I think. I will say that the SPF levels. I don't understand how the SPF levels work. In my small brain, I picture the lotion factory with like a big thing of just basic lotion. And then there's another container full of SPF. And then the amount of SPF is like sprayed into it. Like this one got 15 pumps. This one got 30 pumps. I don't know how they differentiate how, I don't even know what SPF means. Sun, sun protection. Factor. Factors. That's what I'm thinking. Sun proof. Free? <laughs> I think you're getting close. Um, spectrum past freeway. Buddy, we had it on the first shot. What was it? Sun protection factor. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the FDA says that it's... Um, I don't know. What, what is an SPF? The popular misconception is that SPF relates to the time of solar exposure. No. So fif- SPF no 15 gives you 15 hours. What? what? That's not right. That's not at all. I thought it was minutes. Well, they used to say 15 SPF was the minimum that you could do. Then, I don't know, a couple of years ago, people said 30. I think people say 45 now. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was rocking the 15 this weekend, popping it, spraying it all over my face. The bad thing about the spray is that it goes downwind, you know? Yeah, you got you to be, you you gotta gotta be... look at... You got to almost bring, like, a, uh, a fucking wind... wind chime to see where the wind's going <laughs> what do they got an air sock just spray a few in the air see where it goes you gotta see where the wind goes because you don't want to hit your friend i hit a couple of my friends downwind of the aerosol that's a little extra protection you could, well them. you can't hit your friends downwind if you give them a warning i think that's fair if you don't have if their two choices are i'm going to spray it and it's going to hit people i don't know or i change my direction and hit my friends i'm going to go hit my friends and let them know hey by the way i'm aerosoling i think it's the same thing as like music on the beach like, what? you didn't ask me to play your music, so why do I got to ask if I can spray sunscreen on myself? Why do I got to ask permission? It should be just Warn known. you that I'm protecting myself. You know what I mean? I think in aerosol, though, you got to let people around you know. If you're going to aerosol and it's downwind, it's not right. Yeah. I guess if I guess if you're... Um, Unless you could tuck yourself in a corner, that's the ideal. Or yeah. you hit the you can't aerosol in your room either before you go. No, because then your, everything, all your services are sticky. Yeah, then you got... That's one thing people don't talk about. People don't talk about it. It's not discussed enough. The, the lotion you can pre-do before you hit the beach. You can always lotion before you go out the door. It's the two major topics in this country right now. Lotion before you go out, critical race theory. <laughs> the two hottest topics right now, They're man. Major. Killing it on the fresh towels. You just never really hear this discussed. No. But you can't aerosol. You can't do the spray sunscreen in your home before you hit the beach. It is a 
only outside activity where you can lotion where you get out of a shower you're going to go to the beach that day you can lotion right there out of the shower hit all the major areas yeah but then if you want to spray you have to wait till you get to your given location which always leaves a little something to be desired one of my least favorite things on earth if i could do a top five of my personal least favorite things is getting sand on my body after i sunscreen Yes, that's tough. Oh my good lord. Or forever. Or or say for example, the sunscreen lotion bottle. You're mm-hmm. you only have lotion. You can't multi layer. I know like you're going Big with Mike. this and I'm already upset. Drops in the sand. Yeah. Or you're under the cap. You do the first layer. You do a little bit of one arm, then your buddy throws you a beach ball, sand all over it. Now you have sand on your hands, but you haven't finished a job yet. Yeah. Those sand particles will stay with you until you pass away off this earth. <laughs> they will never wash off. You go in, it's, it's impossible. They, they, they will be removed from your body when your body turns into sand. I think that's the reason they invented the aerosol spray lotion, because too many people are dropping the bottles in the sand, getting sand on their person, and then, what are you going to, you know, no one wants to exfoliate while they're putting sunscreen on let me ask you this do you spray ever and then wipe do you spray like all of your arm and then get in there with your hand i do spray and wipe i do too and it takes it's it's what's the point then just give me the bottle of lotion because i feel like it's like why am i throwing aerosol into the ozone this is the difference of spray painting a wall in your house or hand painting it i think you still need to spread it out Mm. so i think the the spray Wait, captures more area. Do you but, spray paint and then and go back go and paint the it with the brush? Maybe not the best analogy, but you got the visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do make sure that I even it out. Yeah. But maybe that's just conditioning, years of being conditioned of the, the lotion industry that you need to do a spread. I, I'm with you on that. But I did that, oh, man, and I do have to put lotion on the top of my head now. I was really anti that I have a bald spot forever. I resisted it. Yeah. And then if I have a three-way mirror, it's like right there. <laughs> Why do you have three-way mirrors? What do you three-way live inside mirror. of a Bloomingdale's? <laughs> no. Well, when I go to a Bloomingdale's, I'm checking it out. Like when you're at home and you got the just a one mirror, you know, you can kind of trick yourself that what's going on in the back just, just does up. isn't happening. Constantly looking up. But when you have three mirrors and you can angle your head and the back mirror is capturing the, you know, yeah, yeah, you do that yeah. angle. I'm like, oh shit, that's a problem. Yeah, I have a problem with with like a, a quantity of hairs well of of hair and body because i have a very hairy back and that's also very i'm very large so i'm like a ha- i'm like a quarter to half a bottle of sunscreen per application because i just have so much square footage but the base on your size of your body doesn't affect like hair follicles for example are and all it, the it same size it up, though but it, it it's a lot of it and it eats it up but saying your follicles are the same size as my follicles like you don't know that I'm saying the size of your body, it doesn't affect... No, I'm saying, okay, a hair on your back is going to be the same size as a hair on my back. That's not true. I could have thicker hair. Thicker follicles? So the bigger you are, the bigger the follicle? I'm not saying that's true, but I'm saying that follicles can differ in size, person. You think so? Yeah. And and first of all, don't don't go at follicles and start treating them like they're all (laughs) the same, okay? (laughs) All independent and unique. So They're I'm like saying snowflakes. if I took if I took your follicles and put them on my back, they like, whoa, whoa, Chiggy's got some thick ass follicles. But all right, tell thick you, right now, you want to run your hands through the, my back hair and then tell me if that feels thick or thin? I bet you don't. You know why? Because it's scary. It's scary back there. It's it's, it's, it's the it's the black forest. Uh, I I've never properly shaved my back either. 
I feel like that's a slippery slope. Once you become that guy, it's forever. You never can turn that off. No. You're always going to be a shave my back person. They have some inventions, by the way, where you can stick a razor in the back and you throw it in the thing. <laughs> They've done that. No one's ever done the sunscreen lotion towelette. I was uh, early in my career. I was a male model for a back, a back shaving device. You can do it by yourself. Big, long, arching back shave razor. Did you give? Did they give you a free one? I got a free one. Yeah. They better have given you a free one. It didn't. I mean, it was. It was okay. You're that is another reason why you need a three-way mirror. Mm. How are you supposed to even know if you hit all the spots? That's me and my girlfriend bonded the first time. Like, we really bonded. We went on a trip to Mexico early in a relationship, and I was embarrassed to go, like, to the beach because I had a very hairy back, back, and it creeps up my neck. And she shaved my back with wow. a single straight, with a single, like, Bic razor, disposable razor. Took about an hour. She was it just sitting on my time. back having the best time of her life. She Some people like it. Like it. It's going to be kind cool. of fun. Yeah, it was it's a blank canvas. You, know, you can really work. It's yeah. like a Zen garden. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you put the set, put the shaving cream, it's nice and even. Then you Zen garden it, even strokes. I could see that. I mean, maybe we'll do that on an episode. She did it one time where she she with a, a, like an electric blade. Not as satisfying. Not as satisfying. But then as she's going, because I don't know what's going on back there. I'm just trusting her. She she etched her name. That's my cute. That's hair. love. It's on my Instagram. That's if love. You see it. It's, it's it, is it love? Yeah, it's something. It's uh, rude. I would say. <laughs> I'm just walking around with her tattooed on my back like a psycho. Well, after all my sunscreening this weekend in Miami, I did not get a sunburn, but I did come off with a little glow. So I guess the moral of the story is I'm not a doctor, but I can say that 15 sunscreen allowed me to have a little bit of a glow and not get sunburned. So all in all, it was it was the perfect amount. Whatever I did, it was the perfect amount. Mm -hmm. And I did go with the spray the spray uh, another place in a hotel where you get lots of bang for your buck for tipping the right way is by the pool if you're ever at a resort and they have the cabana boy the lotion person the towel towel attendant whatever you want to call them the people by the pool if tipped if tipped properly goes a long 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 way it might be the best 20 or 30 dollars you spend all day if you tip them accordingly i'm talking about possible cabana upgrades i'm talking about uh drinks on the house i'm talking about you want that shady spot i'm talking about an umbrella that is a little bit across the way and you got to get it rolled over there uh, uh i'm talking about complimentary sunscreen all of these things for about 20 bucks you said lotion boy uh, is that a cabana thing? boy, cabana boy. I was lotion, a cabana boy. you said lotion boy too you that does going, exist is that's a person that lotions you uh, so I actually applied. There's one, there's one position in America. I don't know if it still exists, but this was going back to 2015 and I applied for it at the Ritz Carlton South beach in Miami. There is a tanning Butler position and the tanning Butler has a belt with all different SPFs, lotion sprays, got everything on a belt and goes around the pool and applies or reapplies lotion and that's an eight hour shift and you get paid for it yeah the tanning butler ritz carlton south beach i applied for it and they have it on the back of their shirt it says tanning butler tanning butler yeah this still uh, exists it looks like i applied for it i want to say i was offered the position but i didn't take it i would have to move to miami 
I did it because I thought it would be a funny That would have been joke. a great job. Six months just going around looking. I wanted to do it maybe for a summer or something, but they're looking dudes. for a full-time person. And I thought I had the everything that they wanted. I already I already had worked for the Ritz-Carlton, so I knew their service style. So mm. I was already in on that front. And they wanted someone who was outgoing, who could make the guests laugh by the pool because it is kind of a different you don't want someone too serious right. with a with you know what i mean so i think they did offer me the position but i wasn't willing to do it full time at the time mm. i would have to move down i thought it would be great for a summer they were ca they had a casting call in 2010 for this 2000 well this is before my time then yeah that but i i think i was offered it i want to say 2000 12 maybe 2013 it looks like they had the same guy because all the photos on google are ba it looks like the same person doing the job or they just booked like cast the same person over and over again. maybe or like same looking guy what a dream job though I south mean, beach tanning butler and every photo they're just rubbing hot ladies and ripped dudes backs <laughs> sounds like a party as far as i'm concerned uh i mean how do you have a bad day I guess if, if you get you run out of I, lotion, or it rains, <laughs> it rains. If you depend on tips, which I think people must have broken off these tanning butlers. If you're butlers, getting someone a butler to tan your body lotion, you better break them off. You better be ch chipping some cheddar. Got to break them off. Yeah. I mean, if you go out and you bring your fiance down by the pool, and some guy named Jiggy rubs your lady down with some SPF 15. I mean, you got to either break him off or break him off. Break his nose. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking him off one way or the other. One way or another. Uh, what an interesting position, though. I don't know if it still exists, to be honest. They might have done away with that. That's probably why they made him wear a shirt that had the name. Tanning Butler? Uh, well, yeah, you just can't have a guy walking around yeah. rubbing people. I was a cabana boy. Different position. I never got to apply lotion, but I did supply lotion. But different. Apply and supply, much different. Those are two very different jobs. But I was a cabana boy for a summer in college at a resort at Universal Studios in Orlando. And the things I would have to walk around, I had like six things I had to do every day that was circle the pool with different amenities and then also give out towels and sell cabanas. But my six amenities that rotated... Uh, based on the day of the week, were things like I had to make smoothies and give out smoothie samples, like two That's ounce good, though. smoothies. You had to race around the pool before they all melted. I would do Evian mist sprays. So they had these little bottles that we'd keep on ice that was Evian water that would be put in a spray bottle, and you'd go around and you'd spray people's faces with it. That's pretty good. A nice cool mist. I would do chilled cucumbers for your eyeballs, and I'd put chilled cucumbers on your eyeballs. That's solid. Um, what else did we do? That might God, I can't remember some of the. Oh, chilled towels. That was another big hit. You oh put man, I love it. Rolled towel. towels at the beginning of the day when we got there in the morning. You put them on ice, water ice. It can't just be ice, or else it sticks to the towel. Right. For all those people trying to do that, water ice so it doesn't stick. Then you take them out, wring them out a little bit. Put them on a platter, run around the pool, chill towels. And when it's 4,000 degrees in the middle of the summer in Orlando, bring those around. What a nice touch that was. That's my two favorite things is a nice cold towel on a hot day, and then I love a hot towel at the end of my haircut. Oh, yeah, right in the back the little, of your neck. The little spray, and then they right. wrap your face in it, great. and then they great. rub your temples. 
When I lived in Orlando, I used to go to this place just to get my hair washed because the mm. lady was very attractive. <laughs> And she was very sensual about her haircuts. Oh, uh, with the massage, a hair massage. Big massage, and her, you know, her hooters would always end. And she knew what she was doing. Yeah. You know, like it's she, was, she was selling it. It's all a game. And um, yeah, we were both, we both consented to this this wash. But then, then the <laughs> towel at the end, and she'd rub your shoulders and do a whole thing. This was just like a grape clips. This wasn't like some <laughs> weird thing. And it was right next to my gym. So I would go just get a hair wash Ugh. two, three times a week sometimes. Sounds great. 20 bucks. Leave their rock hard. It was a, it was a blast. <laughs> it was an absolute blast. As a cabana boy, our currency was, you know, you obviously got tipped. That was the main goal of all these cabana activities was to get to get broken off and get tips. But our currency that we'd give to the guests that were was like gold out there. The two things that were like gold was a fresh fruit plate, sliced mm. fruit. So the chef at the beginning of the morning would make all these fruit plates, and so those were like little gold nuggets. Those were gold bars sitting there, and they either get used or they don't, and you'd use them at your discretion at the cabanas or to help sell you a cabana. So that was part of a major currency was a fresh fruit plate, and people by the pool, they love a fresh fruit plate. Who says no to a fresh fruit plate? The other thing was a Fiji water, which the value of a Fiji water on a hot day by the pool, on ice, on this in a silver bucket, Fiji waters and fresh fruit plate. I mean, that's about that's three grand. That's that's great. The true value of that. There's a a definite inflation of fruit and Fiji waters by any pool. Well, it's not the fruit and the Fiji water. It's the convenience and the luxury. The that luxury you're paying for. Plus, what would I, you make on that? What would you what would you get cut off on something like that? So the cabana value would range depending on the day and where the location of the pool was. And depending on the guest, sometimes you would, I would comp a cabana. I'd be like, if I knew a guest was staying for a while, I would comp a cabana, put him in there, give him a, uh, a silver bucket, like a wine bucket full of Fiji's and a nice square fruit plate. Beautiful. All free, all in the house. Depending on the guest. Right. And then I would easily get broken off maybe like 50 or 100 bucks for that. That's it. That's a lot. This that is 2009. Feels, people got people walk into the bat into a restaurant and palm a hundred for getting a, a seat. Nah, this is Orlando, baby. Uh, yeah, you're right. Plus, I was 20 years old. But if they're paying three G's for that, they would never pay three G's. I think, like the best A plus cabana at that time, was maybe like a couple hundred bucks for the day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, maybe two, three hundred bucks for the day, and it's on a food and beverage minimum. I think. They did so, like you had to. You didn't just pay separately. Like you'd order lunch out there, and if your bill was over two hundred, the cabana was taken care of. Right, right, right. But an empty cabana did nothing for anyone. And there was a science. Like people, when they were in a cabana, spent more. They're more comfortable. They're watching TV. They order more food. Mm. Food. So an empty cabana makes you zero dollars for the day. So I would just put people in cabanas. It made more money for the hotel, and I'd get broken off a little bit. What would you look for if you didn't know them? If you didn't know the guests specifically, what would you, what, how would you visually determine that they're going to buy some shit and spend some money? Oh, man. What were your cues? Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, this is pre-stand-up comedy me, but I think that I became very observant of behaviors right. by that pool. I learned so much about people from around the world, of how they dressed, how they come out. They're, my favorite type of person to put in would be like, it looked like a... 40 or 50 year old New York couple, gold chain, that type of guy. 
and Whether his wife. Because that, that's like a, they may not have money, but they're going to act like they do. And, and they're going to give you the little that they might have. I can paint the picture in my mind of exactly what this I know group I looks like. I can see like. what they look like, too. Yeah. They're a little ball busted when they come in the pool. You can tell they've been around. they got a nice base tan. They throw the gel in to come out to the pool. They're hooting and hollering when they come around there. That couple, I put them in a cabana. Not only do they appreciate it, but they'll order a big thing, blah, 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 you know? The, the most... The uh, the couple that never ever pays off is the young couple, the young good looking couple, mm. or the young group of girls or whatever. Like you're a young, I was like a young single kid by the pool. Like I'd be, like, oh man, I want to put these girls in the cabana. That never pays off. They right. first of all, they'll never break you off, which assumingly so, and they don't order anything. So if you're looking at making the most money per cabana, it's like a 40, 50 year old New York guy and his wife, and maybe like his like. You know, son-in-law. Right, right, right. They right, right. they throw down the most. They yeah. got a football in the bag, throwing they it never, around. They go in the pool, but they never go below the shoulders. <laughs> they're always waiting above, sunglasses on in the pool. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's those are specific. They go in the pool and they specifically call it cooling off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Those are the guys that I look for. Uh, and I used to put them in, throw them in the cabana for a day. Yeah, it's a good time. I got the service award by that pool. First ever cabana attendant to get. Uh, like the massive resorts, and they used to give out one, like I think they called it the five star service award or whatever. But it was whoever was working on property, the hundreds of people who work on property, who did the best service. And I was the first person to get it working by the pool. What was the service award? It was Lowe's, was the name of the hotel mm-hmm. L O E W S, Lowe's Hotels. There's many of them. Uh, Which property was this? The Ritz? You Lowe's, said? No, no, Lowe's. Portofino uh... Bay. This was so. This was in Orlando. Universal. Universal, yeah. yeah wow. So Lowe's managed the property. Yeah. And so they go around, and I remember they came out. So the executives came out by the pool, and the criteria was how I interacted with the guests, which they observed. But then they had me come out to do a setup. That's what we called it—a setup for towels in a towel chair. Okay. So I would. I still remember how to do it. I would. I could still do it today. But you would have to bring. At least three towels. So you do one on the body of the chair, one on the back of the chair, mm. and you tuck all that in nice. And then you have one that's rolled three quarters of the way that hangs off the back, and that's your headrest. Wow. And that done super nice and neat, blow people away. And they this can't... is pre, like, before they even know that they're getting this chair, or this is like when they go, "Oh, can I have these?" They chairs? would come up. To, they'd come up to the cabana boy desk, the mm-hmm. towel attendant desk. They come up, they see me, and they either blow right by me and just take towels, and then they're on their own, or they would come to me and be like, "Hey, I need two chairs," and they'd say, "I need. I want two chairs by the water. I want two chairs with shade. I want a cabana, whatever they would want." And I would go and I'd. I knew that pool like the back of my hand, and I'd go and I'd find areas. I'd roll over umbrellas. I'd get them all set up, beautiful with the towels. Mm-hmm. They'd know my name at that point. You know what I mean? Hey, I, can you send someone over to send me a smoothie, whatever? And then I so I'd get them all the set up, but I got too. broken off. Yeah. So like you know, I it would take me five ten minutes. I'd get everything set up, look great, beautiful. They break me off five ten twenty bucks. That's actually, I guilted myself into stand-up comedy because of one of these interactions. I was out by the pool. I hadn't started doing stand-up yet. And this British couple came up to me. They wanted a cabana. I got them set up. And they're like, yeah, so what are you doing? Do you do this all the time? Or like, And I was like, well, actually, I'm a stand-up comedian. And I'd never done it before in my life. Sure. We all were there. I was like, yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. 
And they're like, oh, really? Oh, uh, how long have you been doing it? And I was just like making shit up. I was like, oh, I just got started, but that's my goal. I want to be a stand-up comedian. And then that night, I remember went home, and I was like, God, I didn't feel good about doing that. <laughs> that didn't feel right. And then I think it was three days later, I did my first open mic. Yeah, there you go. So I, I said it. I, I manifested it, that British couple. The Br- uh, a, a severely burnt, Speedo-wearing... <laughs> they love Speedos. British, British couple made you a comedian. Yeah. Without them, maybe you aren't here. You never know. That's that butterfly effect. That this is the butterfly. moment that turns it. Was it. Those that couple. If they didn't say, "What do you do outside of here?" You may have not ever. Might have never taken the leap. Wow. This show would have been called No Towels. <laughs> this show would have been called Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned a lot out by that pool. But to go back to my other original point, it's amazing that if you stay at a beautiful resort, uh, it's not unusual to spend five hundred dollars a night on a room or up to $1,000 a night in a room, depending where you are, if it's all-inclusive, whatever it may be. You spend that much on a room, and you don't realize that if you just broke off 20 or $50 a day to the people who take care of you out by that pool, the reason why you're staying at that resort is probably for the beach or for the pool or whatever it may be. Right. And you take 5% or 10% of what you pay the night for the room, which is just a room, and give it to a person your experience can change so significantly. It's so easy to change your stay by just breaking someone off like 20 bucks or 50 bucks. In the grand scheme of your vacation, it's a lot to do every day. You can't do this every day. This is like vacation money. If you allocated a couple grand for your vacation, save a couple hundred bucks for to break people off who take care of you because it really really changes the entire vacation. I, I, I would, if I did a life book, life advice, Break people off by the pool. Break off your bellman. Break off your front desk people. There's a great book I'm reading right now called Your Table is Ready. And it's, I can't remember the guy the, the guy's name, but he's a, a lifetime maitre d' mm. in New York City since like the 80s. And uh, all the way from like way back to now, basically. And he's, uh, it's all about the whole world of tipping and gratitude and gratuities and all it's it's wild to hear these stories about yeah he's like a hundred bucks will get you whatever you want in a restaurant in new york it's true it's true crisp hundred dollar bill um it means a lot it can change your it changes your experience Uh, it's a whole nother level of how it can change your experience and that's the currency in america definitely the caribbean mexico that's the currency man canada too but that's not the currency, for example, in Japan. Like, the tipping culture does not exist. It's considered rude. Yeah. So if you broke off someone equivalent of, like, $100 at a restaurant in Japan, not only would they not know what to do with it, but they would think that you were being rude. Yeah, like in Germany and European countries, if you leave a tip, you're that's them seeing that you said, you obviously don't get paid enough for to do this. Yeah. They, they, so I'm going to give you a little extra because you're not— you're a low low level person that they needs more money. They don't look at it the same way. Where right. I think in America we look at it as purely like appreciation or uh let me cut the line in some way. I am getting a little frustrated with the amount of places that are like giving you the option to tip. It's, I don't want to su- taking too far. I don't but... want to supplement a, com- a a large company paying their people with tips. Well, it's become you know a I mean? it's become a button. Literally. Mm. So a lot of these, what we've seen over the last 10 years, I saw it when I first moved to New York in 2013, but a lot of these mom and pops or um, small coffee shops are moving away from, well, they're taking, making their credit card processing 
are a lot of app-based companies right, like right. Toast or Square. Right. And all of those companies allow you to put an option to put a gratuity on. It doesn't cost a company anything. Um, so they're just putting it on yeah. at places that traditionally wouldn't have it. But I think that's more of a, of a reflection of the these app-based credit card systems mm -hmm. than like people thinking they really should get a gratuity. But it's like, yeah, you just put a button that says, do you want to put a gratuity button on here? It's yes or no. Yeah. It's like, why not take in extra money? And most people just will throw down because what's the difference if you go get a coffee and it's like put 15 or 20% down, it's an extra 30 cents. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever, I'll just put it on there. I tip big, especially with like Seamless or like Grubhub, mm -hmm. I tip big. Because in New York, they don't work for the, they're independent. Yeah. And they're just running around from restaurant to restaurant, house to house, picking up food and taking it out there. And these guys are crushing it, man. I they're, will say that I they don't. They work hard. They hustle. I don't tip as much on Uber rides. I, I very rarely, very rarely will, do I do that. Uh, it, it would have to be someone does someone something extraordinary. Because I do think of them, even though it's like maybe 50 50 or whatever they get to keep of it, I am paying them already directly like I, I think the equivalent would be like if someone who served me at a restaurant owned the restaurant mm -hmm. i would feel less inclined to tip oh, them for sure you know so if for example uber rides where i knew that a hundred percent of that money goes to uber and uber pays a hourly rate to the driver then I'm i would tipping. tip more yeah. because i know that that's going it's a uh, it's going directly to them but they're also not getting a piece of the major action of the ride right. Like if I get a ride to the airport in New York, it could be fifty to a hundred bucks, you know. So to tip twenty percent on that is like, it's, you know, it's real money at that point. I have like I think seven and a half percent auto on my Uber and Curb and all that stuff. It's like so I don't have to think about it. You and automatically. It's, it's like already built. I like select. I like put it in the back. End. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, and then, um, but I always tell them like they'll try to get out to get my bag. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it, man. Because like I don't want you to feel like you have to like treat me like. Like I'm your client, but also like I don't. I'm not gonna tip you. You're not getting. I'm not tipping you enough to do this. And I right. don't. I like. I don't need that. I don't have ten bags. I got a book bag and a carry on. I got it. Don't worry about it. Anytime that I do multiple destinations, or if the car is like, I've gotten to some cars where it's like a fucking. They got, it's like a Dylan's candy shop in yeah, there, and yeah, they got yeah. all the treats and candies, and they. If I have to make multiple stops, or. I'll tip, especially uh, if I'm like, I have to run into a store. I'm like, could you guys, could you please stay here I'll, for five minutes and I'll take the ride back? Right. I'll tip on that. Anytime there's like truly above yeah, you're and going beyond. above and beyond. But there's a lot of rides in New York where it's like, I need to go from 51st Street to 12th Street. Yeah, it's yeah. straight down exactly. 2nd Avenue. I'm not yeah. going to like. I don't tip the bus driver when I'm when I go 20 blocks. Yeah, I don't think that's tip worthy. Yeah, no. But in general, I'm definitely pro, pro tip. For sure. Uh, in the service industry, but I don't think a lot of people think of the towel attendants as someone to hit or the front desk to people to hit. People always kind of hit the bellman, hit the valet guys, you know. That's pretty... Uh, people people know about that. I've but, been lately more attuned to housekeepers. Housekeepers too, yeah. Off, they, they work their ass off, but they also are a faceless person to you right. most of the time. Right. Very little... Very little times, unless you stay at a hotel for a week and at a nice hotel, sometimes you'll know your housekeeper. Like, they'll put their name. Sometimes they'll leave you a little note. The nicer hotels will do that, and you'll get to know your housekeeping lady or I attendant. Got, I got to know a little bit of it. My dad, when I was a kid, he I remember we were, at like, probably in Disney or something, and he was 
housekeeper said hi or whatever, and he was joking, going, I like my chocolates on my pillow, this and that. And he goes, and they had a laugh. And he said, obviously, I'm kidding. And then the next day, there was a Hershey's bar on his pillow. That's and fun. he cracked off some cash. He was like, just for the goof. Like, this was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, well, we learned a lot today. A lot about suntan about tanning, lotion. spray. If anyone has a manufacturing warehouse who could do big mics. <laughs> <laughs> sunscreen towelette. If you if you produce towelettes or and or sunscreen, holler at your boy. I, t- I don't know if I said this idea on here, but I always thought the individual floss would be great at a restaurant. Floss and toss. You mean just like a stick? Yeah, like instead of having a toothpick, you have floss. Oh, like a little a little thing a little of floss. Picks, the regular things they already have, but do just bring them to a restaurant. Yeah, you put them, stack them up, floss and toss. Get maybe like the wood ones, like the bamboo yeah. ones I got, so it's classy. Brand it. I'm into that, dude. You get a bill. Oh my god, they left me a mint and a floss and toss. Yeah, but I would I would say maybe make a note says do this outside the restaurant. Yeah, don't don't, don't be an animal. Do this in the I'm car. Flicking your tartar around my restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> blood splatting everywhere because it's yeah. the first time you flossed in a month. <laughs> yeah, we don't need your, uh, you know. Chicken chicken bits. Hilarious. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Make sure to rate, subscribe, or whatever you're listening or watching on. Um, hit the button so that you can stay with us as we do more episodes. And also follow on Instagram at Jiggy Comedy and TikTok at Jiggy Comedy. And I think that's it. I don't know. Wherever you wherever you find me, just, just do it. And that's it. That's it. Episode 16 in the books. Until next time, mahalo and deuces.